0: Bienvenidos y welcome to the Biz Bruja podcast, where reclaiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns, invoke powerful creations in our own well being, our lives families, community, and our businesses, remembering that our businesses are so important at this time. I'm the creatrix of this broadcast, the biz bruja herself, Vanessa Codorniu, a modern-day bruja, fourth-generation psychic medium, clinical hypnotist, energy healer, and soul biz mentor and coach. An Argentine American who started reading adults at 16, became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, healers, and entrepreneurs to break through fears, connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world powerfully. Juliet, I'm so happy to have you on. And uh, we were just chatting offline, and I was like, no, we have to get online. Um, Tell me, Juliet, what is your how did all of this, how did this beautiful path that you embody, that you're sharing with the world, like, where did it begin? I want to go back and start a little bit about where this started and then move forward to the present, to your latest book. How did this path, like, when did you become aware that you were magical, that you were spiritual, that you were a witch?
1: Well, I'm very lucky to have um, family that are brujas and curanderas, Um, so since I was very little, I could, from the very first moment of you know walking and how my mom approached, you know, thanking the Earth for holding me up while I was walking, I remember clearly her putting her palms down to the floor and saying, "Thank you for holding her up. So from the very beginning, I knew we were very different. Um, what I really noticed is when I started school um, and realized that other students or other kids weren't living the kind of lifestyle that we were. Um, they weren't very connected to the earth. They weren't very connected to themselves. Um, I kind of thought they were very rude because they weren't, you know, they would go outside and play. Um, They would kick around the leaves. They would, you know, try to um, break tree branches off the tree. And for me, that was very disturbing because for me, I was taught, you know, you don't break branches off the tree. Um, especially those are our elders. So very from a very young age, I noticed that um, my beliefs and the way I was being raised was different from other children. Um, as for magical, I had a thing when I was younger. I didn't know what it was. I know now. Um, I could hear or I could understand what people were saying without them talking. And this was very true with a lot of adults. So for instance, there was this one time um, a woman came up to me and she touched my cheek and she was like, oh, you're so beautiful in Spanish that you're so beautiful. Que linda. And then I felt a different kind of language coming from her. It was very negative, kind of like she, I felt like a hate towards me. So whatever I was picking up from her didn't match what she was saying to me. Um, and that's, that was my very first clue as to that. I was picking up something that wasn't there in her realm in, in her world. That she was portraying to me, I was picking up something in the back end, um, and it turns out she was a very evil, mean old lady oh. <laughs> uh, who didn't like kids. So who knows what the hell she was trying to do by touching me? I told my mom, and of course my mom right away, going to will <laughs> cleanse me and and, and um, took out the tobacco. And she said, "Don't let that woman touch you again." Uh, and then you know, moving forward from there, it was just intuitive parenting, just letting me know um, how to approach people who I feel bad energy from, um, how to avoid them, how to read energy from people. And I just figured out that that was something that not a lot of people do. Um, they could sense something behind, you know, the physical senses. And, and that's how I realized that, you know, okay, there's, there's something I'm able to do that not a lot of people do. Or even the kids that were just around me didn't know. I was called a weirdo from a very young age.
0: Yeah. And very, it's like, very young age. It's, it's, I get it. I totally understand it. Cause as a kid, I'd be like, mom, I don't like the man with the blue shirt and the gray car. And she would look at me and be like, oh, what's coming up? We'd be on the street and suddenly a man would park and start screaming and yelling. And he had the blue shirt with the gray car. It's like uh, the open channels. And, and, you know, thank God that you had your mom. Tu mommy could, she explained and taught you. My mom, we didn't have the word empath back then, but whenever I walked in a room and took on emotions, I got to be happy and suddenly be like, I'd be all sad and I'd be like, like what's happening? She'd be like, Oh, you're like la abuela, you're like my mom. I don't have it as much as you. She'd be like, You know, let's go wash you with water and cleanse you, or we would do the huero too. So, yeah, I hid it from people a little bit. So I guess you didn't, and then you were called a weirdo, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't, and then because I didn't know any better, I didn't know that I was just starting school. Mm -hmm. um and then after that that's when i just stopped i stopped talking to people about it even with my communication with plants um you know i would have i had an outburst i wrote about it in my book um in class because the teacher was just simply trying to show us the roots of the plants and i could see the plant and hear the plant um crying or or screaming whatever you want to call it um now with my research i know it's an alert that they put out to wait um to let the other plants nearby know that you know that something's wrong that something's happening to that particular plant um to be prepared so for me i took it like they were screaming and crying and i yelled out at the teacher telling her you're hurting her (laughs) you're hurting her hair i used to call the roots hair um and the teacher took me outside and she explained to me she's like you know kids are going to start turning against you and thinking that you know that there's something wrong with you she's like i really she that teacher actually took very good care of me um because we were poor we um, lived in the projects um my mom yes she did kind of, she tell me here and there but she didn't really um take the time to speak to me entirely about what being a bruja means or what being a healer means any of that she was too busy trying to survive in this country she just you know she was a fresh immigrant from cuba um you know st- just got housing, you know, she has her children to worry about and you know, she didn't have the time to for us to have a happy magical movie time fantasy like you see in movies. So it was more trying to survive in real life while trying to tell your daughter everything's okay, you're fine, you're not weird. It's normal for you and then go back to her worrying about bills and things like that. But um yeah, at a very young age I really separated myself from children and I was surrounded by cemeteries where I lived in the housing projects. Um, My dad was buried there, so that's what pushed me to go and hang out there. And that Mm -hmm. used to be my my playground. I would go to the trees, lay in the trees for hours, dangle from them, play with all the flowers. It was like a mountains full of flowers and trees. It was really beautiful. Um, I would go around talking, learning all the tombstones. I knew by memory all the tombstones. I think it was about. Maybe fifty-two rows. I knew every single spirit that was there by going to their tombstones. They used to put picture pictures on the tombstones back in the day. I don't know if they still do it um, with their name. And I would just sit there and talk to them. And the ones that didn't have um, flowers, I would take the ones that had flowers and kind of spread them out so everybody had at least one flower. Aww. So I was that you know that little girl, but I felt really at peace there, um, more peace than I I did when I was next to uh, humans
0: wow wow and then how did you so that's from your young age and realizing and struggling and like you said sobreviviendo surviving going into your teenage years like what was that like that's a tumultuous time for all of us anyway right
1: so So, yeah i said shit so yeah teenage years um those were very interesting because that's when my gifts really just took their you know a path of their own they weren't they didn't want to be quiet they were just overtaking my mind and my body um I couldn't sit in class I was a really good student so I don't even know how I was a good student and at the same time dealing with you know the voices um that would tell you things about people and I didn't want to know them I just didn't know how to control at the point I didn't know how to control no one taught me how to control it or shirt it off so for instance um there was a teacher that I did speak about out you know publicly about that i saw he was a, a really bad man and all these students really loved him wow. like they loved him he was like super jolly um, and here i am not liking this man not wanting him near me um, and i would see pictures of really disturbing things that he would do um, and just not to like bring it out to your podcast but and eventually we got the police involved and it turned out that you know my visions weren't lying they were true um, and the reason why they even investigate it is because I would do tarot readings for the principal, I would do ta- tarot readings for the teachers, they would all come to me for it, um, because of the accuracy, and I realized too, there was a girl, uh, Dominican girl, and she's like, mira, tu no estas leyendo so bien, I'm like, but I'm not really, I'm making believe I'm reading them, I don't use, I was using the tarot as a blanket. Like, I would just lay them out. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing just putting the spread yeah. down, but I didn't need them. I just put them there so I wouldn't look even more weird that I didn't need the tarot cards to connect and channel um, whatever information I needed from that person standing in front of me. So I knew that and she caught on because she saw I wasn't really putting the spread correctly according to, you know, how she would used to her mom doing it and her abuela. Um, so I had those gifts and... It did depress me a lot um, because I felt alone. I didn't know who to talk to. Um, I wasn't in good terms with my mom. As a matter of fact, I was homeless right after high school. Um, I think the end of my high school. Yeah, I didn't even graduate on stage because I was homeless at that point. Yeah, so I was homeless and I didn't have anybody to talk to about my gifts and they were just taking over me. I couldn't handle them anymore. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was crazy. And I did try to commit suicide. That was the second time that I tried. Um, I tried when I was younger. And when I realized, you know, the earth didn't want me to go, spirit didn't want me to go, I just said to myself, you know, I'm just going to do this and not pay attention to whatever craziness is happening to me. I went to college. I went to (laughs) the academy. I I I tried to do that whole married life, white picket fence, have a a fancy career. You know, I did forensic science. and then the field that I picked in forensic science was to work with dead people, obviously. I did. So even then, I it took me a while to realize that I was being pulled to anything that was spiritual work. So at this point, I'm doing forensic science and closing cold cases, but I'm using my gifts to do it. Yeah. And I was ha- kind of happy that I was using it for good um, until it just it wasn't the right path. It just, I just felt it. You know how you just feel it in your bones? It happened to me too. I was fighting and fighting it and fighting it, you know? I
0: fought, yeah. I was like, now people are running towards it. It's a different time. It's good. Now we, I, I know that I was like, I just want to, can I be normal? Can I just have a job and pay my bills and like be okay? Mm-hmm. But, but, you're, but you still have the gifts, even if you have a regular job.
1: Yeah, it was, if I, if I did worse by putting them away, Yes. Um, because it's just it just at one point, it just exploded. And my visions became out of control. They were just insane. I couldn't even drive. I remember I couldn't be in a bus. Um, no. because I would, you know, wake up out of a vision while I was in a bus um, screaming. And that's when I sought out help. I so actually went to a bruja. She's a Dominican woman too. Um, because where I lived, there was a lot of Dominicans. And she sat down with me and she talked to me and she did, she read my card, she read my coffee cup, and (laughs) she, she I had a
0: Dominican mentor too, Mari, uptown. Oh, mine
1: was called Luz. Her name was Luz. And then she was like, no, 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 no. She's like, there's, you're not, this is not playtime. Like, I could tell you're not a play, she called in Spanish, I need more power to speak to your, to your ancestors and your spirits so she actually did the whole she called in the spirits and we did a whole um, ritual and they told her they're like we taught Juliet. we don't need you to tell her we tell her and she doesn't want to listen and then i asked her i'm like i don't know the difference between if it's my voice or what is it that i'm thinking about what are these gifts like who am i supposed to be on this planet i had all those questions right that we would have yes um and she helped me she guided me and she said mija you know this is just something that's meant for you since before you were born um she's like your ancestors are telling me that even your grandmother told you this and your great-grandmother told your grandmother i'm like yeah actually my i don't talk to my grandmother that much but she calls she called my mom before my mom even knew she was pregnant and told my mom that i had the eye that i had i was a seer that she knew that i was the next one Um, but again, my mom didn't really have the time to, you know, or the energy or the heart to train me or in a way that it should have been done or comforted me and guided me. Um, and that's all changed now as adults, like now I'm closer to my mom and and she, now she's doing it even more. She's making up for time loss, I guess you could say. But I left, I left my career. I left my career. Um, did I know where the fuck I was going? No, I just devoted myself to spirit and said, you know what? I'm going to start just listening and, and be guided by you no matter what. I'm trusting you a hundred percent. Like you've never steered me the wrong way. If anything, you've always warned me and my stubborn butt just didn't want to listen. Um, so since then everyone, the question is, how did you go from there to where you are now? I can't tell you how it's been a blur. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what happened that, that day that I was on my knees crying, like suffocating for air and I surrendered and let go to spirit to where I am now. It was just a journey of up and downs, but it got here really quickly. Yes. It feels like. I know. Um, and, and, and it's like, they wanted me to align super fast and they helped me aligned. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it went.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you. And I know you have a whole life to to ask you that question is, but I love the journey that you took us on. And I love the point about you're talking about, you know, when we hear, we hear, we hear, and there just comes a point where you can't anymore. Like Mm. for me, it came, like I was still, I was doing the work on the side, on the side, on the side, on the side. Right. And then it just came a point where within three months, Julia, I was laid off the day before a huge surgery. Had so much bleeding during the surgery, but was fine, and nothing bad happened to me. Had a major breakup with somebody who was my soulmate, and then had a car accident where I was warned to sit up, so because I was laying down in the back, but no seatbelt, and then it flipped three times, and I was holding on. And then when I crawl out, I'm hearing, "We held you through this. When are you gonna do it?" Like it's like a, it can be a dramatic thing. But I love that, you know, and so I relate to that, to, I relate to that thing where you're like pushing it off and you're pushing it off and you don't know what it is. And you don't know, I was afraid to be, that I was going to be crazy too. That was one of the things, how did you wind up
1: having your store? Right. Yeah. So that was, that was how it happened. So I already, since I was very little, we make our own medicine, our own potions, Um, you know, I would go foraging for my mother. So those are things that, you know, I've been trained to do just as a lifestyle. It wasn't like, oh, this is magic. This was our lifestyle. Um, And that's how I teach people now is like, make this your lifestyle, not something that you think is just a practice only when you want to conjure up things. It should be something that's your everyday life. And that's how you grow that power. So I already made my own remedies at home, um, ointments. banyos all of that so my best friend she had told me when i had left forensic science and i went back to like um i'm very into fitness so i went back into the fitness industry just to work and make some money while i was trying to figure things out and she was like you know i'm always coming over and taking your stuff like you should charge me that's how it started and i wouldn't let her pay me but she's like Juliet you know you you're struggling right now I went from being a forensic scientist being comfortable in a marriage by the way I'm divorced from that man um he's still in our lives but he you know I was married the whole thing um I was I went from that to being on welfare and food stamps Mm -hmm. and you know struggling with two babies so here I am you know this adult woman um listening to spirit and really i took the leap i mean that's the most dangerous way to do it you know but it, i had to because i had said no for so fucking long that it was either go in or don't do it at all and keep struggling everything that i built was shut down that's how spirit works like you being fired that wasn't a coincidence right and then no. surgery and then breakup with the yeah. person no a car it, accident and then exactly it's like- it will spirit will slow you down break you down until you free freaking get it in your head that that's not the way to go until you turn the fuck around and, you know, let him lead you or her lead you.
0: So, so true. So true. I remember people were like, people did brujería on you and I'm like, no, they didn't. I said, I am a piece of coal and I'm being bubbled into a diamond. Yes. So yeah. Felt- but after, after coming out of that, it's been eight years now. It's like, I've been through a lot of ups and downs, but you become so strong too. Oh yeah. Because
1: you become you know who you are you start figuring out your truth you start aligning with spirit and you start um aligning with divinity and the abundance and and the lessons just everything starts to make sense so when she said that to me something clicked like okay maybe i should start selling them and i started on facebook just you know and everybody who knew me knew me from reading cards from high school and things like that so they were like you should start reading again so i did actually started doing readings again um, I was booked for like seven months ahead of time. That's how it just happened. Just like that. People just started booking me and I was booked for up to seven months ahead. Um, and that any money that I was making, I was saving it. If I wasn't feeding my children, I was saving it. Um, and I didn't know why. I just knew that I had to save it. And then little by little, I, I opened up like my own little website. Um, I started with a few products. And then it just, from within one year, it became November Sage and November Sage became super successful. I had freaking thousands and thousands of clients, um, um, customers from all over the world. My Instagram like boomed. So what made it so successful was that before this whole popular witch, you know, um, movement, um, I was there before it was popular, before Mm -hmm you know, it became a thing to become a witch and sell products. So I was there in the forefront leading the way um, with these, you know, beautiful, natural, earthy, witchy products that had purpose to them. And people were just buying them and supporting me and they continued to come back. And I just evolved. I realized that I was a really good businesswoman. I didn't know that before. I worked for so many businesses Inclined to the top in all those businesses that I got skills doing all of that. Mm-hmm. So I just applied them to myself, um, devotion, organizing my time, being, you know, being great with the customers. And it took a, a, a mind of its own. And then we closed down November Sage in 2019 because my book um, ended up taking off. And I had to travel for it and I had to do so many interviews, so many, so many things for the book that I didn't have time. And I knew I had to close it because spirit was telling me. And I was so, again, I started being hard-headed and I realized it and I just made believe that I didn't hear spirit. And, and it was like, it happens. Like, it, happens. Like, it happens. I heard it, but I was like, I'm going to make believe I didn't hear that. So I would continue And then things started happening. Less people started showing up in my storefront. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this would be packed all the time. What's going on? And then I became ill. I was diagnosed with lupus. And then my sister couldn't work at my storefront anymore. And I was like, what the fuck? It's like, I know what you're doing. I get it. I heard you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to close it. Just stop fucking my business up. (laughs) Let me do this the right way. Um, so I made an announcement. I closed my storefront, which was so freaking beautiful. I miss it with all my heart. Um, and then I, when I closed that storefront, it felt like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. But then also this relief came off of my body. I felt like, I don't want, I don't know how to explain like 10 years of heaviness just floated off me. Um, and, and I felt that alignment. I was like, okay, something's coming. I don't know what it is. I don't see it but this was meant to be, this needed to be moved. This mountain was my shop. And I needed to move this mountain out of the way for whatever was coming. Um, And then that exactly that just happened. I I ranked up to bestseller, Um, you know, my career just took off, like my services, everything. Um, Until now I have my second book. And, you know, I loved having a shop. It just wasn't the time. It wasn't, you know, the right time or the right, place and time for me to have it um but that's what happens when you listen to spirit right when you trust fully there's always something better there's always something that it knows that you don't see because we're not capable of even as a seer i can't I see the fe- seers don't see the future like and i tell this to many people a lot of people think because i'm a seer i see the future if someone tells you they see the future they're full of shit no one can see the future the immediate future sure but you know what that could change and like a blink of the eye decisions, choices. We have
0: choices. Yeah. There's There's a lot of potentials. Yeah. that's one of the things that I don't like. Like I have a lot of people come and they're crying and they're sad. And let's say they're 40 and they're like, I want to have a baby. But all the, you know, this, when I said, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? They're like, no, because a psychic told me when I was eight. And I'm like, wait a minute. So till now. And so those are one of the things that when I train people or guide them is like, you have to be really careful. You're handling somebody's psyche, their spirit, their ancestors. You're like, gotta be very loving and hold the space and guide them into the healing in this moment so they can align to receive what they're really truly wanting to experience and also what what's for them right
1: yes sometimes
0: we want something that isn't really actually for us
1: yeah that's the key that's how i work with people is i help you open up your own gifts i help you open up the healer within yourself that's how healers work they don't heal you. First of all, healers don't heal you. What healers do is they wake up the healer within you. That's their superpower. They're able to wake up the healer within you and you heal yourself. Right. And yes, that healer helped that healer guided, but they didn't do anything miraculous other than opening you up. Um, so, and, and you know, we blame movies for that and TV shows. And then we blame people who grab onto that falsitude, right? and market it that way till this day i see it on instagram i see it on twitter i see it everywhere people claiming that oh my god I, they see the future and they have services to heal you and make shit come true for you i do manifesting candle work yeah. right and that's something that i stayed doing since my shop because it's worked working for so many people right and even with that i have a workbook that i send them so they could do the fucking work and i explained to them if you don't I could start this. I could guide it for you. I could set the right intentions because I am aligned with who I am. Now, your magic is needed for this to manifest. And that's exactly what happens. I help them learn how to manifest things on their own. And that's why the candle service works for so many people, because they start learning. And as a matter of fact, I recommend that if you've had three candle service with me, not to do any more. You should be doing this on your own by now.
0: You should have I didn't know that about you, Julia, and I love that. And that's one of the things, like, I'm very careful never to addict, right? Like, I've never been that like that. Like, if you did a reading with me today, I don't want to see you next week. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no,
1: that's so- like, let
0: some time unfold, connect to your own inner self. And mm-hmm. all right, healers are holding the space for your healing so you could find yourself tap into your own inner abilities and your own guidances. All of us have our spiritual team and our spiritual guides. Tell me. So I love everything that you're saying. It's so on point, and I'm so happy we're talking like this. Okay. Tell me about green witchery. Tell me about this book. We were talking a little bit about it before. Um, yeah. I haven't ordered it yet, but I'm going to after this. Uh, after this chat.
1: Yeah. So um, plant witchery is my second book. Yes. And I just got the heart for the first time. I got the copy of it yesterday. It comes out this month on the twenty seventh. Um, and for those of you who ordered or haven't ordered yet, um, I have a link in my Instagram. It's um, I am Julia Diaz and on that link you can go and when you order my book you get free gifts along with it like i have an audio meditation that's in the book um i have a whole planner workbook that i was really excited to create myself that i'm going to give them so they could you know track and record on their journey um so this book is how i started ironically how i started everything and you know what this is the first time i actually realized that (laughs) Wow. This is the work I did to go from being a forensic scientist to opening up my shop. This right here. This, um, the connections I had with the plants, the guidance and the wisdom they gave me, um, how I used to put potions and or how I still put potions together, spells and, and remedies. I always listened to the plants. I don't know, you know how you're cooking and a lot of us um, indigenous women, Latinas, We cook without measuring. We just have this, and and the reason why people ask, "How come you guys do that?" and and oftentimes the the answer is, "Oh, because we're used to it," or we just know. That's not the answer I give. The answer I give is, you know how many millions of ancestors live within me that knew how to cook, that knew the ingredient by spirit, by taste and senses. That's why I know how to cook. That's why I know how much salt should go in this, how much pepper or cumin or what basil whatever i just know how to mix everything together it's a magical practice when i'm cooking i'm in the kitchen and i'm like this is pure magic how the fuck do i know how to season it this way yeah i've seen my mom right my mom never taught me measurements right never <laughs> Yeah, makes sense And i'll tell
0: you so the person that cooks the most in my home is my partner he's kurdish and turkish he doesn't measure either and it's always delicious. And his mom didn't teach him. And as a man, most men, you know, and he's older than me, did not know, but he's just like in it and he's like in it. And then every once in a while, like, you know, he'll cook for a whole week, then I'll cook. And when I do, he's always, he said he's always surprised because you just go in and he goes, For him, it's, a, he loves to do it every day, a couple times a day. I'm working a lot, doing other things. When I go in, he's like, And then it's delicious, but it's not like you do it every day. And he's like, How do you know? Because I left home at like 21, and then my parents moved somewhere else, so I wasn't around them anymore. And I, and it's like, and there it is. Because I'm like, I don't know, but my grandmother, and she did that. She goes, But they give you a recipe. I'm like, No, I'm
1: like, I just, you know, I'm like, It's what you do. You also are channeling it. So, yeah, you channel it. I, I really, truly believe that's something that's very ancestral. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's how my boys know how to cook. I have a 14 year old and 11 year old. My 11 year old wants to be a chef, by the way, oh, because yeah. he is that spiritually connected to food this boy will make you want to eat a piece of stone in the street the way he <laughs> describes the way he describes the flavors and the energy and everything. he's just so beautiful in the kitchen so he's a kitchen witch just like my mother my mother's a huge kitchen witch um and i see that in him it was just it's it, it lights him up and i'm like i'm so proud that i'm able to Cook in front of them, and it's interesting, right? Because my mom or most of our Lat- Latina moms, they'll tell us to do like a sofrito, with stuff on the side, but they won't let you touch the cooking. My mom never let me like get in. Like if she's in the kitchen, you need to move out of her freaking way, <laughs> right? My mom too. So you,
0: you mom, I used to chop stuff for her and like yeah, like, exactly. I she
1: know. would be like, okay, sali, 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 sali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. You make the sofrito, chop this up, and go get me this, but never get in her way because there was a beautiful, magical flow. And I'm the same way in the kitchen. And I thought many times, man, am I like not allowing, I'm not allowing my kids to cook. This is them younger. And I'm like, I should have them cook with me. You know, that's how you see it on, you know, Pinterest mommies who allow their kids to cook with them. But I'm like, there's something about the way that I want to do this. It's how my mom did it. It's how her mom did it. Um, That actually does teach the child through senses and spirit, how to cook just by being in the element in that energy. So my son would be cook, um, cutting and I see him watching me. And he's asked me when I, w- when they were younger, mommy, you don't measure. I'm like, no, papi, the spirit measures. Oh, I'm like, okay. So now they cook on their own at, their, at this age. I'm like, if I'm too tired to cook dinner, I'm like, papi, you want to cook dinner today? He's like, yes. And he goes and ah. it's like fancy and he gets so excited about it. But yeah, your spirit and your ancestors live through you. And, and this book, Plant Witchery, it's what I teach in this book. It's you don't need anything else other than yourself and your connection to the earth, um, your ancestors and your guides to be a magical fucking being to live a magical lifestyle. It's very spiritual, right? A lot. Um, now um, We've noticed that magical lifestyle and spiritual lifestyle have been. Tr- they're trying to separate it. No, I'm sorry. You need to stop that shit because magic and spirit is the same fucking thing that spirit is magic that's what it is you can't keep you you keep separating things from the roots it's not going to work for you and it's just so very simple it's not hard at all it's it's going outside of your house for the first time in the day and and greeting that wind you know how it feels good just to breathe that beautiful air and saying thank you it's just it's just a a harmony and exchange with life with living being wind with the living being dirt with the living being trees and and the flowers everything um and that's how i've always been and honestly that's probably why i've survived so long in my life because i've gone through many difficult times like things that shouldn't have happened to little girls or teenage girls and it's happened to me and i think that um no i know that my connection with spirit and its ability to quiet me and calm me just by sending me like the freshest breeze on my body and calm me down it's what saved me and what keeps me going every single freaking day
0: thank you julia i love that you made it such a point and it's so powerful because um it's not okay let me stop now and i'm gonna go meditate with my plant or i'm gonna it's not this uh, separated thing because people ask me they're like oh do you go do that exercise that you share it's like well i share that exercise because Right now, you're not in the habit of using your intuition, right? Because it sounds weird to be like, well, why are you going to do some intuitive training when you already have it? But the problem is society and the world and the way we work in the world has separated us from it. So it's almost like we have to cultivate the habit that is actually natural to us, yes. right? To go out. Like I always tell people too, like when I move, I always go to the land before. Mm-hmm. Like I go to the land before to even see if they want me there.
1: Yep.
0: yep. and I. And I kind of blessed the home, the home that I'm renting right now, we just purchased one. I came like three times and it's been so good to us. It's been so good to us, there's so much light, our plants have grown, our cats have grown, our love has grown. But it was, I, I really came, I was like, hi. I, I literally was like introducing myself, you know? <laughs> and like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just shh, let me talk, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's just like, and you know, when I left my apartment that I had for 16 years, I was like crying. I was like, literally to me, this had so much magic and saw me through so much in my life. And so it's so important for us to become conscious of our space and yeah. conscious of what's in the space. Um, and bringing in living breathing beings like plants like animals right and so yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. absolutely and then the whole when you mentioned the land i we were talking before the call i'm going to puerto rico next month and i decided to go for a week before we made the big move so that i could never i've never been to puerto rico it's my first time being on that particular island so I need to be there to feel her. I need to feel Borinquen. I need to feel my ancestors obviously were in Borinquen also, you know, we're Taino. But yeah. I need to go see if I align, if it welcomes me, if the the particular land that we're going to work on is ready to be worked on. Does it want to even be worked on? Does it want me to create more life on it or not? So I need I need to know that. And that's why we're going for that week. As a matter of fact, my mom's coming. Um, (laughs) my mom's like i'm going i'm like mommy you can go because she had a health um scare just recently and she's having surgery and she's like i have more than enough time to recover from the surgery next month to go with you so my mom is very protective spiritually with me um she just she knows she's you know she's come to open her eyes and she's like you know everything that you've done um Uh, we've done a lot of healing. Right. And a lot of the things that I do, and I I remember telling her mommy, a lot of the things that I do, my accomplishments are not things to be jealous of. If not, you should be proud of because you made that happen. You took that brave step to leave a whole country, your country, your, your your spirit land to bring me here for whatever reason I needed to be born here. Um, And I understand that why now I'm a huge fucking activist. I wouldn't be the person I am if I wasn't born here. There's a reason for it, right? There wasn't a real loss on being born here and not on my own own spirit land. Um, So I tell her, you did that. You listened to spirit. You came here. You made this happen. My accomplishments are your accomplishments. Did I work for them? Yeah, I worked hard. But you led me here. If not, this wouldn't have happened. You know, I wouldn't have... Touch so many lies with my writing or my work i wouldn't have healed so much of our ancestral you know karma and trauma we had i healed all me you know what it is you yeah. i think yeah. our, our generations are the ones doing that healing so that moving forward our children doesn't don't have to carry that with them Absolutely. and i feel that my kids are like oblivious to the stuff i carried since i was born and you could feel the difference be- yes. you know when a spirit has like karmic um, heaviness on them, and then when they don't, so my kids feel like very angelic and free, and that warms my heart. I'm like, you know, I did all this work. I suffered so much, um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, but I was I was meant to do it. I was yes. strong enough to do it. Yes. Spirit believed in me. If not, I wouldn't have been the one. I was, you know, how they say the chosen one. You're yeah. chosen for your family. That's what it is. You're not chosen for, you know, saving the world. You're chosen to clean up and do the healing for your family line so that you can restart fresh. And that's why I really believe in the new world happening now. Um, yeah. I get very passionate talking about this. <laughs> no, 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 it's Good. Good. I love it. Cause you know, I'm like that too. And I'm, i I
0: want to um, share you with myself. I want to share you with listeners. And so, yes, mm, I'd love to hear you. And I love what you're saying too, because I know that like in my family line, there were healers and mediums on both sides they never talked about it. And I remember being 19 and my friends were all passing around this cassette about past lives. They all fell asleep. But when I went, it was Cinco Vidas, five lives. And I'm like coming out, I was a Mayan and they cut out my tongue because the man oh raped God. me. And I was like, I had so much information. And then me going to my mom and telling her the whole story. And uh, she's like, let's clean you up too now that you know you come back. And and it was it was all happening. And I'm... I think that my siblings are very spiritual, but I know that I'm the one that's doing it, yeah, and in my way. They're all they have they carry their own stuff that they're clearing, um, but I can feel it, like you said, in my nephews and just the next generation. And interesting for me, like I don't know. I think you, maybe we talked about this before. Like I feel younger with age. Oh yeah, me too. I feel lighter and I feel freer with age. Like I was a little old lady at like eight and ten taking care of my siblings. Because I'm that's, the Ooh,
1: that's so true.
0: You <laughs> know, they would be like you. And then adults would be uncomfortable. on me, like, ¿por qué me mira con esa cara seria? And I'd be like. Because I could see <laughs> yeah. like. Now I'm silly. Now I sing around the house. Now I'm like, I feel freer with age. And I think that it's a testament, right, to the work that we've done. Yes. And owning who we, like you said, we go through these things to own who we are. Mm-hmm. like, um, someone said to me the other day who worked with me 15, 16 years ago in my house in my trainings, she's like, Vanessa, you got on the video. And she, she was like, what are you doing? Your hair, your face, your skin, your this, my like, girl, I haven't slept enough. I've cried every day for my mom. I said, I've been working a lot. I said, you know what it is? I, even with all that, I'm so happy. I know myself. I was like, you know, and that's, and that's the joy. I think of being a bruja, being a witch, yes. really, it's just, we're embracing all of ourselves, all of it. All the of in the shadow, the places we still need work, you know, without wanting to change it or without um thinking that we're broken, like we're whole. Yeah. And just, you know, healing and loving and accepting that. So. Yeah, I
1: feel that so much. I feel and I feel like we're um and it's interesting. I just I don't know, I feel called to bring this up and this happens a lot sometimes on interviews. And sometimes it's because the listeners need to hear this part. Um, so out of the blue. Um, you know how you go through life and, and, and a lot of people are hesitant to go through a path because they have many skills or many hobbies or things that they like and, and they don't know which way to go. So the way I've approached that, because I was that person, I'm very good at different things. And what I've come to discover is that because you are so aligned with your ancestors, because you have more than one ancestor navigating with you through your journey. There's not one. There's many of them. and sometimes in order for you to do healing work, sometimes that one ancestor didn't get to do her purpose, which maybe was art. And she really wanted to, and she really wanted to live that life of being an artist. So what I've done is, for instance, the cello, I just took up lessons, I'm 39 years old. And the reason why is because since I was very little, I would listen to music and the cello would stick out to me why a little girl from the hood and the cellos like calling her (laughs) and obviously I didn't have money I didn't have the means to pay for cello lessons or to let alone buy a freaking cello they're freaking expensive and then growing up more there was like this um, music store that had a beautiful big cello in the front window Um, and I thought it was the most freaking beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life I don't know anything about a cello I never touched it I never played it and there was this connection and had to it spiritually that I'm like, this is just amazing. And I just let it go. I was like, you know, I can't afford it. I can't do it, whatever. Then now, 39 years old this year, I'm like, I still, when I hear the cello, some of my very mo- favorite songs have cello in it. And I'm like, I need to play this cello. And this is coming from like a spirit. This has to be not from me this is something very rooted ancestrally like maybe a more recent ancestor who played the cello and i don't know about it something it has to be something spiritual i'm connected and aligned to it so i paid for it and let me tell you when i paid for it my heart felt like i haven't felt that happiness in such a long time there was this happiness this dance that happened in my heart when i paid for them um, and now i 'm actually um, in the process of buying the cello itself to you know play take the lessons and I feel complete in a way is uh, right i i 'm getting chills over here, and I
0: almost want to cry because I've always been called to belly dance, always called to belly dance, always. And my parents didn't listen to flamenco. They didn't listen to Middle Eastern music, but I love flamenco, I love, and I love the ballads. And I was like, if I, someday when I have the time, I just wanna go to Spain and learn how to do the canto, right? I haven't done it yet, but maybe. And I do sing and haven't sung in a long time. And what wound up happening in my thirties, right? Like probably late thirties is that it was the right time. The money came, everything happened. And I was able to start taking dance classes and I remember the first time going and just listening to the music and just like undulating with it. And then she's like, where have you been studying? I'm like, never, but I let the music carry me. And the thing with American belly dances, they always make you smile while you're dancing. So it could be the saddest music. And you're like, ni nee, ni nee, 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 nee. And I wasn't like that. I was like suffering in the music, laughing in the music. They're like, Vanessa, if you're going to be in the show, because I started performing, you have to. But I would Google the words and be like, but girl, you know what it's saying? It's saying they made me marry my uncle's son, but my real soul, my love, I cannot marry him. So I'd be like this, suffering while I'm (laughs) dancing. And they're like, but when I went to Egypt and I saw people dancing from all over, they were expressive. It wasn't just a big smile. I'm like, oh my God. It's like along the line my middle eastern somewhere my ancestors are coming through me yes. and when i went a couple of years ago before my one of my elders passed my aunt had dementia but she popped out of it when i saw her at least she went through her phase where she said Yo me acuerdo. i remember you're vanesita you know because she saw me when i was younger and she goes they tell me that you dance and suddenly she started to like she was herself and she said to me when i was younger so long ago she was like 90 now she said when i was younger so long ago i started to dance and i loved the music and everybody told me that i was a prostitute so i stopped it broke my heart, and so every time after that, I don't want to cry. I would get on stage and be like, "Tia Blanca," and I would dance, and they oh, would like, "Yes." And um, when we moved to Central Pennsylvania, I wanted to share a quick story too because it, it evoked something in me. Years ago, when I was nineteen, I said to my grandfather in Argentina, "Abuelito," I was like, "What would you say to me when I meet the man that I love, the partner that I love, right, my partner?" And he says, he took a breath, and he says, "You have to allow. You have to choose someone who allowed you to be your full self." And I said, what does that mean for you? Because like, you love grandma. And he goes, well, I met her in the 30s and she was an actress and a singer, you know? And that's not what you did. So when I became engaged with her at 18, they wanted to take her to the big theater in Buenos Aires in the capital. She goes, she could have had a career. She goes, and I said, no, for getting married, you can't do this because it's just looked down upon. And he goes, you know, and she did it. She had the three kids. He's like, Vanessa, and he told me this, you know, he's not here anymore. And he said she was never really quite the same. And he goes, and now I look back and he goes, and I wish I'd been stronger to fight against. And so when we moved to central PA so many years later now, I moved here with my partner. I missed my spiritual community in New York City of 20 years, you know, circling of everything. An improv came in and I wound up joining a class of musical improv. And I was scared because look, I never studied musical theater, right? I did other. I did rock music. I sang rock. I sang ballads. You know, it like rock chick. You know, stuff or spiritual ballads, stuff like that, um, or more folklorico. But suddenly, I'm there and I'm coming up with these songs and doing a little dance and doing my little like. And people are like used to do musical theater, right? And like, not in this life, honey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's like we do need to listen to those places. And I'm so excited for you for the cello. But yeah. I just wanted to share that with you because it just. I,
1: I hope that I am just as good as you are naturally. Ah, you <laughs> are. It. I feel like I know how that, you know how you just went into it and it was just natural for you. Everything, the emotion, the path. I feel like once I have that cello between my legs, cause I already, I, it's like, I feel it. And I know what to do with my hands. I know what to do with, the motion and the spirit and it's just so weird so I'm really excited to see what comes out of this I probably will suck really bad but <laughs> I'll well, put it to work yeah I'm but gonna you know, yeah but we've
0: gotta you know with the musical instrument it's a more precise thing so maybe in the beginning yes. but it'll come through you because you have the passion for it
1: yeah I actually danced most of my life if you didn't know that I danced and, and it was like it's just a passion my mom is a dancer she was a big dancer in Cuba um well you know we're Caribbean so it's like it's a big thing for us but yeah, music just moves us in a way that's very ancestral, very raw, very rooted to, like our our hurts, our pains, our, our our happiness, and that's how we connect with it in a different level, in a different way. Um, so I'm really excited about it. So I just wanted to tell the listeners if there's something that you that's like bugging you that you feel like it doesn't align with you, but it's there, it's calling you. That could either be your purpose, period, or just something that was meant for one of your ancestors or it was meant for for them to enjoy and they really want to enjoy it just try to do it try to dabble in it if it's art if it's dance if it's singing whatever it is do it on the side who says you can't do more than one thing we're living in a society where everybody just wants to hone one gift and be like oh i'm a teacher and that's it and i'm gonna own it i'm a teacher this 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 and that and There's no room to fit anything else. And that's something that I've struggled to teach my boys because that's how they teach you in school. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I constantly tell my children, you don't have to choose one thing. Don't, don't do that. I'm like, that's a huge mistake. It's a huge mistake because it closes them off to the possibility of doing what they're meant to do. Um, My 14 year old wanted to be, um, since he was two years old, he's very super smart kid. I'm an archaeologist all the way through until he hit 10 years old and he sat down with me and he had a conversation saying, mommy, my love is really with animals. I want to be a veterinarian and for unique animals like lions and, and, and you know, as mountain animals, things like that. He already has a plan. And then he says, but because you told me I don't have to give up something that I like, I'm going to do archaeology and travel on the side when I have time. So that made my heart so freaking happy because he is going to go for both, like, main, his main career, build his own, he already knows, he's, like, a whole retreat, like, for animals and wrestling, and, and, and then mix the traveling and archaeology with it, so I'm really excited because it's not, it's not something you hear every day, no. um, and I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, and it's, it's how like it should it. be it should be julia and i'm so glad you brought this up for the listeners for us because
0: i remember when they're like go draw what you want to be when you grow up and i'd bring in 11 pictures you know and i'm going to be a teacher and a writer and a dancer and a singer and you know and i'd be like astronaut whatever it was um and they were like no you can't you can't and i remember even people in my family they were worried about me they were like you know you're singing in a band you're writing for this magazine you're working in this you do the readings and the hypnosis and the stuff on the side what is but I think that you found this too. It feels like it. When you actually build your business, you actually use a oh lot of the God. gifts. You're a writer, because and, you, and your work is beautiful visually. You're using your artist. You're using your writer. You're using your teacher. You're using all of the creative Thank gifts.
1: You. No, it, it is. It's it's literally everything that I've worked in. From you know, from time management to being strict with organization. Um, With building my own websites and my own designs, um, even what I've learned with music, my passion and letting things flow in my business Um, and everything I do is very visual and I, I have to have it visual for it to really connect to other people. Cause that's the way I connect to the world, right? Visually. Um, And a lot of light and darkness is mixed into what I do. I merge them together um, because I can't have one without my feed will never look like a happy white and pink feed you know all positive i love those feeds. they're cute they're fun but me doing it is completely wrong because i have a million pictures that i take of darker shaded um aesthetic that i love so i have i'm still till this day learning how to merge and completely have like a, a a perfect merge but there's nothing perfect about how i see things so i allow my feed just to be what it is it's like seasonal right like yeah. This season I am in, right now we're in fall. So my feet is going to be very, a darker aesthetic. There's going to be a lot of deeper colors, very moody, because that's my energy during this time. Yeah. And in spring, it'll be a lot brighter and a lot happier. So I've just found that that is what works for me. I don't want to have like one theme, like most people do for their, for their um, social media. And I love that. Don't get me wrong. I think if you're doing it and you got the hang of it, kudos to you, but I just, me personally, I can't, it doesn't work for me. Exactly. And that's the artist in us, right? Yes. Yeah. And and
0: it's
1: It's, just what it is. So I'm, I just go with what's true to me. And I, and I think that really shows in to my community. It shows to my followers that I I keep it real. I just don't, I don't, I don't play around. I don't play with the, the fluff. (laughs)
0: I know and I love that about you so as we close today you've already shared so much and you've given you know tantas cosas importantes so many important things is there anything that you any last thoughts that you want to share before we close for today
1: yeah I just um one thing that's been bothering me a lot lately is and not so much bother me it's more it saddens me when I see or hear people who don't have faith in their own magic who really they question it, right? They're like, can you tell me if I'm a witch, or can you tell me if I'm magical? Um, yeah. Is it possible that I could be this and that? Um, what book should I get? What tarot deck should I get? And, and even, even after reading my books, you know, I'm like, did you read my book? Because I literally tell you, you know, those things don't matter, and I want to keep spreading that message. It doesn't matter what tools you have. What matters is your alignment and your connection to yourself. That's the magic. That's where the power comes from. There is no secret potion. There really isn't. There's no old book in an old library that has all these secret spells that's going to conjure up shit for you and make things happen. I'm telling yeah. you, I came from immigrant parents, one of which my father, who was a, a, a drug trafficker, because that's all he could do for work in this country. He was murdered. I have a stepfather and, and, and a very poor life. And then I pulled my fucking self out of it. And, and it's not just me. I have beautiful friends like you, Vanessa, that I'm so grateful for that we've been aligned who all have that story of pulling through hard life and realizing that there's no one that's going to come save you but yourself. Yes, yes. I'm getting Nobody. chills. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No one's going to come save you. And that's really fucking hard to hear. But I wish someone would have said that to me a long, long, long time ago. Right? I wish I wouldn't have watched all those Disney movies with the white man and, and the white horse. And we're waiting for that hero to save us in and love and career and, and issues and problems and money and all of it. And I'm just sick and tired of that storyline. It's, it's brain We're brainwashed. Yes. I have to remind myself all the time, even with my partner, almost 11 years. Yes. I have to remind myself am I feeling unhappy today before my unhealed self would have picked a fight with him? If I didn't feel good today and he wasn't on me, giving me cuddles like I wanted to. It's not his fucking job to make me happy that way. If I'm unhappy, I need to make myself happy. I need to find out what's making me unhappy, find out how to heal it, find out how to take care of myself. And when you're truly happy within yourself, when you learn how to take care of yourself and be your own hero, everything else becomes amplified. My man is the most beautiful fucking man in the world and i did not see that until i healed those stupid fantasy uh, modalities in my mind and and that's something i really want um listeners and anybody who follows me is to realize is that you are capable of being your own hero because that's just how it's supposed to work period period i agree
0: with you i'm here you, y'all don't see me but i'm sitting here with my arms up going yes yes <laughs> yes totally totally and and you know and it's the quickest way to ruin your life when you're giving away your power in that way or expecting your relationship to do something that is an inside job because then you're going to end that relationship go to somebody else expect them then you go with, or with your best friends or whatever it may oh be my God, yes yeah. so we got to bring you back julia because you know i love it i love all the wisdom you're dropping thank you mi amor where can people find you and you already said that in your link on instagram we can buy your book plant witchery
1: Yes, you could buy Plant Witchery on there, and I have a lot of free goodies. I love doing that when I release a book, just so I could, it's like extra stuff that I couldn't put inside the book that I want to give to the readers. Um, So I'm on all social medias, from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and it's all I am Juliet Diaz, that's J-U-L-I-E-T-D-I-A-Z, and I run Sagrada, which we launched this year, um, sagrada collective does exactly what i preach It's teaching you how to live a spiritual magical lifestyle um, and we have workshops with teachers like vanessa is coming in and we're excited for that that are from their cultures that they're rooted to these and aligned to these practices and modalities so we're very much um, a person of color um, environment where our teachers match who you are right you're looking at these beautiful majestic magical spiritual teachers who are brown who are black and 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 they align with who you are you seeing yourself in them and and it's that's very empowering and inspiring right Mm -hmm. um so we i would suggest taking a look at the sagrada collective and that you could find that also on my personal instagram page and you get what is it a week free so you could just test it out see if you like it or not
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Gracias, Juliet. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to include the links in the body of the podcast. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Bendiciones. Blessings to everyone. Gracias, Juliet. Gracias, amor.